Hello, you're listening to Death of the Reader. We're here on the podcast <laughs> with a little bonus chat about the brand new Enola Holmes movie published by Netflix, directed by Harry Bradbeer, based off Nancy Springer's novel series, The Enola Holmes Mysteries. I'd actually not heard of this until Mm -mm. the film came out and we watched it, Ben. No, I want to let you know, I thought that Enola was a completely original character. I had no idea that she had already existed. I, I mean, I had very... I had no expectations for this movie going into it. That's Absolutely why I tried when I when I go to a to a movie with Flex, I try to go in with as few expectations as humanly possible, uh, so that I can either be genuinely excited or genuinely traumatized by whatever <laughs> it is you drag me to see. Um, <laughs> which I really enjoy, by the way. I really do enjoy that. Um, so in our homes, I think it was a solidly okay time. Maybe that's a controversial thing to say. I was. Why, why do you think it's controversial? I don't know. I, I'm looking on the internet and it's like Rotten Tomatoes, 92%. Some, some article has given it four out of five. Some is saying it's the perfect family movie on BuzzFeed. Like, well, let's just, let's just there's be. There's a lot of hype, apparently. What is happening? Let's just be clear when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes. The way that it works is mm. they say whether it is a good movie or a bad movie sure, and sure. it's the percentage of how many people sure. said good or bad so 92 percent doesn't mean it's a nine out of ten rating mm-hmm. it just means that 92 yeah. percent of critics think it's worth watching i guess so i guess so and i, I would I, fall in that 92 percent. yeah I, I guess i don't know i it's it's definitely not my kind of movie i just mm. want to set out the gate I, I was watching it the entire time just laughing at like <laughs> how strange i found many of the decisions yeah yeah um i was uh, and this is partly due to my expectations. I was at once expecting things to spiral into chaos mm. in a really hammy way. And some, in some respects, it did. Um, a that couple panel. of standout scenes being the, like, train sequence uh-huh. where they, like, ripped a door off of a train. When there's these, like, how old is she supposed to be? Like, 20 years old? Like, is that correct? Uh, she looks younger, but... They mentioned it was her 17th birthday that 17th. her mother disappeared, yeah, I think. Yeah, there you go. That, that makes more sense. I um, I did think it rather strange, actually, the two mystery films we've watched this year, which is <laughs> uh, Miss Fisher's Crypt of Tears and this movie, both mm. did the exact same about to get clocked know, by a tunnel entrance. I know, then they pulled back at the last second, so they didn't get crushed. It was very dramatic. I love those action sequences uh-huh. in my murder mystery film. I Except just had- that there is no murder! What?! <laughs> I'm there sorry. is a murder, but it's done by the detective. No, it doesn't, it doesn't count. This is the thing, right? Hurts. I'm Hurts. I'm definitely being harsh with this movie that I need to because it was not, even with such few expectations I had, it was nothing that I was expecting it to be. Uh, it was I just very need Hollywood. to ask you. I need to yeah. ask you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the plot of this movie, full spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Do you think that the plot of this movie was that her mother was saved from being a terrorist by her solving a crime? I don't know if, here's the problem with that. I... Throughout the entire movie was saying she's going to blow up Parliament. That's why the bombs are there. The mother's going to be the villain. It's going to be great. But I I don't know that what you're suggesting there, that she was like saved from being a terrorist by her daughter's actions, is accurate. Uh-huh. Because the movie is so blatant about every other plot twist and every other piece of foreshadowing in the whole thing. I think, if anything, that's a scratch plot point. Um, really yeah okay my feeling and maybe this is cynical of me my feeling is that the original plot had the mother like playing a blow up parliament but then they were like where's our love interest 
There's a love interest in the story, and I wish there wasn't. I, I, I really, feel, I feel like this is overly cynical of you, Hertz. I am the this most cynical. Me, this to me, uh, this is unusual. We've swapped places. <laughs> this to me feels like what they've done is that they have put everything else so out on the table, as uh-huh. you say, so that there is that one like oh my god thing in the background of the movie for people to clock into. I guess you know because this film to me very much feels like it's targeted at younger viewers. It is. Yeah. Because I think that it it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's got a very like poppy campy tone to it. Um mm-hmm. it does get a bit grim but never anything like too outrageous. No. But I do think that there are a lot of those nods in here for you know, older viewers who maybe are watching it with their younger kids or whatever, I where they can go, whoa, hang on a minute. Is maybe, that, is that? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that I would give the movie that much credit. I definitely think that the movie like might've been intended for a young adult audience, but it's been written like on the, maybe on the editing floor, it's come out more for a, a, a younger, like an even younger audience Man, than what I was expected. You were so much more bitter about this movie than I thought you were. Look, I'm done with it. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough with my Sherlock Holmes adaptations, which don't even have a murder in them. Well, no, you're totally right. It's one I'm of done. those interesting things because I always would rather have an original property. I think uh-huh. that this- No, I agree. This I agree. changes so much of the Sherlock canon and admittedly so do the books- even though it changes a lot of it, it's very upfront about it. You know, sure. we have Henry Cavill mm-hmm. playing the normally drug-addled, <laughs> befuddled, and somehow all-encompassing it's Sherlock a, Holmes. It's a pretty great decision, honestly. Yeah, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Enola herself, is charming. I'm not a huge fan of the innumerable fourth wall breaks, but at the same nah. time, I thought that they weren't obnoxious. I mm, debatable. <laughs> uh, listen. I mean, again, it's just part you're of just the movie. You're just a grumpy old like, man. I am. Hurts. Look, I hate children. Okay, get off my lawn. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. I, I have a weird thing with movies. I'm always accepting of like, you know. Now let's take an aside to watch the main character tell us about all the things that she's feeling yeah. and how much she wants to grow mm. up and be her own person. But of course, she's being her own person by following her mother. Yeah. Like it's about motherhood. It's great. We get it. I, I just wish that we'd focus more on that because, like, mm. my. You know, if I were a writer on this story, I would have very much been focusing more on the relationship between this girl and her mother. And it seems like that's, if there is a sequel, we're going to focus on that more. Yeah, the mother's yeah. going to be like a more present character. Because in the movie, the way that she's presented is is uh, almost exclusively through flashbacks, mm-hmm. um, showing the rather traumatic but effective upbringing that, that Enola's mother. Yeah. And Enola backwards means alone. The movie really hits you over the head with that one. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I thought that uh, a lot of the themes they're, they're fine, like the ideas of like <laughs> you know we need to strike out on our own, like be our own person. Society that's great. Sexism is bad. That was another thing that the movie said, which is good, uh, and that we shouldn't blow up parliaments, mm-hmm. which is you know more of my own self insert. I don't know. It yeah, was I it was fine. It was a movie. I watched it. I didn't eat anything during it. I probably should have. You should have. You should have. You've, you've come out way too. I angry. do have triple butter popcorn sitting in my cupboard on the recommendation of one of our friend, uh, but I'm saving that for a good movie. So. I, I did think that uh, on your point about the mother, that it simultaneously did a really good yeah. job about being very energetic and active with with its flashbacks. Sure, I thought that they were actually yeah. really well done, where it was jumping back and forth all the time, but it never was like confusing about yes, when it was jumping yes. back and forth. I think the flashbacks themselves were good. The narration yeah. was a little bit jarring yeah, for me. It, it, I didn't I like think those it so much. Relied on it a bit heavily, which yeah. maybe is like the tone of the books, but at the same time, it meant that like that entire opening sequence where it's like there are all these things you have to know, and it's like. 
Well, Exposition. You could have just stacked yeah, yeah, yeah. on the bike and not told me to the camera. It would have yeah. been the same scene. Yeah. Well, this this is the thing that I'm saying is that I, I feel as though there is a, a version of the movie that is a little less expository, mm. um, is a little bit darker. Yeah. Uh, and rather than being about this like little kid who has a mm. vote because it's about the power of young people. Yeah. Go, yeah. go young people. Um, rather be at this like marquee kid who has a vote. It's about her mother wanting to blow mm. up parliament. I feel like that's the alternate story that was being written. Um, and it's, it's changed along the way. That's not necessarily a bad I thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think maybe on the tail end, they chose to let that plot point take a bit of a backseat, but I don't mm. think it's gone. It, the, the other thing that they did nicely is that y- you always know what's happening on screen. For example, sure. when they do the fourth wall breaks and Enola's talking to the camera, and, you know, the other characters in the scene can't hear it. There's never any confusion as to when those moments yeah. are. Everything is very explicit. As you were saying earlier, the foreshadowing all pays off mm-hmm. really quick Rapid and efficiently. Fire. Yeah. Rapid fire payoff of foreshadowing. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of delivery of satisfaction in the film. Yeah, it's a very, like, well-shot film. Mm. Um, I, I will say, this I'm not going to expand on too much, but I will say we were missing my favorite character in the Sherlock mythos, which was disappointing to me. Um, for some reason, when, you know, when we see Enola going to like meet her, you know, brother Sherlock Holmes and he's walking along with some guy and they're having a chat, I'm like, oh, it's Sherlock and Watson. Like, no, it's Sherlock ben, and Mycroft. Ben, I don't Why? mean to alarm you, but they she did say in the things you had to know that she was going to meet her two Look, brothers. I, here's the thing. I know that. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying it this way for dramatic effect on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I was really disappointed that we just didn't get mm-hmm. a Watson. And I guess, like, that's the decision has been made because it would clutter up the cast. Yeah. You know? We already I, I, have enough characters, mm, let's put it that way. I understand that in um, one of the books she rescues Dr. Watson or something great. along those it's lines, a, which sounds fantastic. Sounds fun. But I'm I was a little, I, my heart was a little crushed when yeah. Lestrade walked onto the scene and said, Sherlock doesn't have an assistant. I know, my heart broke at that line. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Sherlock has the best assistant. Come on, guys. Well, maybe they're equals in this universe. Yeah, maybe. The, the other thing I did want to talk about, Ben, and, yeah. you know, maybe this is a bit her- heretical of us talking about it as two guys sitting in a room together. Oh, no, I didn't want to talk about this. Here we go. Okay, but the, the feminism in the, in the film was aggressive. It was poppy aggressive. aggressive. Yes. It was poppy aggressive in a way that it wasn't like, you know, um, the, the kind that is satirized. Yeah. Um, in poor it taste. wasn't obnoxious. No, no I, I, I want to be very clear on that. Yeah. It was very much like kind of the, you know, the, the girl power uh, trying to encourage young yeah. women. Yeah. And I think that that was great. The I thing I did want to discuss, though, Herds, mm-hmm. that I thought was really interesting that I was only considering uh, today after watching it last night is that the, mm-hmm. despite my complaints about it not being an original property, there is something kind of metatextually really satisfying about the- okay historically racist and sexist <laughs> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's work being yes. co-opted by such a feminist yes. tale. I, I completely agree. I mean, the fact that one of the uh, supporting characters is this, this black lady. I don't remember her name. I feel bad. But she literally, her, her only characterization is that she is a black lady who taught Enola jiu-jitsu. Yes. Which is fantastic. The fact that we can remix uh, an old, an ancient property yeah. and put a character like that who is so, like, against the grain might be the right mm-hmm. term. I love that. That's yeah. fantastic. There's, um, you know, and, and I think that one of the things we've covered on the show, uh, if you've if you've not listened back, especially to Too Many Cooks by Rex Stout, yep. for example, <laughs> is that despite Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and a little bit of Christie and uh, Father Brown by, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on 
Father Brown. Who wrote Father Brown? Was it Chester? Was it G.K.? G- yeah, G.K. Ch- Chesterton, yes. Chesterton. G.K. Yeah. Chesterton, that um, boy. G.K. Ch- Despite, like, uh, characters like that in Murder Mystery who have been a little... Uh, um, yeah. a-, a lot of Murder Mystery does have some very progressive politics and characterizations sure. through it. And I think that there's something really beautiful about Nancy Springer and by extension, this sure. film sure. just completely co-opting that it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, you know, I still would have preferred an original story, but that yeah. is not lost on me. And I think that there's great value to it. For sure. For sure. I, I think that some of the, some of the feminist subtext is really strong, which mm. is great. Um, I think that on the whole, it's a positive movie even if I would never watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I probably wouldn't recommend it to most of my friends. Like, I just, it's just not the kind of movie that I would sit and, like, want to talk about for longer than how long we've been talking for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> no, it, but, you know, I I um, I um, do think that the the way that the mystery is wrapped up was a little weak as well. Yes, because that, even is, that though, is definitely my because, main complaint. Uh, I mean, this is, this is the problem, right? Um, we I harp about this all the time that, like, why does it need to be a Sherlock story? Like the mystery itself is really weak. Um, there isn't even a murder until the end when someone is killed with a pine cone by the protagonist, which is, you know, it's all very <laughs> symbolic of girl power and, and childhood stuff coming back. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Um, <laughs> I definitely think the movie is stronger, uh, in the earlier parts and in the middle of it, it kind of towards the end started to lose me. Also, I hated the love story. I really could not care less. I don't know. I know I've, I've definitely projected a lot just based on my dis- despising that story yeah. in particular because he literally falls into our main character's lap, and her whole through line is at the start of the movie. Everyone's saying you're a very bad girl, and you need to be a proper girl so you can get a husband. And she's like, I don't want to get a husband. And they're like, you definitely want to get a husband. You'll never, it's a Milan thing, right? You'll never yeah. get a husband if you act like that. And then of course, by the end of the movie, she has a, has a boy who's, in, who's super into her. In fairness to the film. He's, he's like, your rugged charm and your wits have won me over. <laughs> I Billy to beat me up, which honestly I can relate to. I completely agree. It's a bit silly and I didn't care for the love plot that <laughs> no, much at all. No. But on the other hand, the point of it is that it is her choice rather than being forced I upon guess her. So. Like, I, I guess. You know, it's I not as it's though the weak. end goal of feminism is everyone being single. No, of course not. <laughs> I think it's I think that it's still like a little bit of a, a weak through yeah, line. No, for sure, um, for sure. But I, I do agree. It's it's that said performed yeah. well even if the relationship sure. isn't compelling sure sure and that's the thing I, I do want to make clear all the actors like all their performances were brilliant great job i don't think there was a single performance like even lestrade being like confident and overbearing but also bumbling like the way yeah, that these no, actors really well balanced that part really stood out to me i definitely would have preferred mm. a, a slightly different direction a slightly yeah. darker story the other thing i did want to complain about herds before i forget the soundtrack Always. oh my goodness was the most forgettable <laughs> thing i have ever heard yeah didn't didn't you say you'd like you'd heard all those tracks before yeah. they were like pulled from a from a database or something well if you're not familiar with the way that movie editing works is typically mm. because the soundtrack is done once everything else is finished they will put yeah. in what's called temp music yes and that lets them edit the movie to a, to a soundtrack and then they mm. can add the soundtrack in later but the problem is is people get attached to the temp soundtrack and then yeah. the score is written over the top 
I believe what's happened here is that the crew behind this has gotten severely overattached <laughs> to the temp music because there yeah. was not a track in here that I was like, hang on a minute, isn't that from this other thing? Yeah. Um, it, it's not a huge deal, and admittedly, like for for a film that you know had every chance of just not getting distributed because of the pandemic, mm. if cuts had to be made and they had to use a very tempy sounding soundtrack. Whatever. I know yeah. that the composer for this film is better than this film shows off. Mm. Um, and that is one thing I really, I really wish that they had gotten right, but I'll forgive it. That's okay. Well, we've always, we've always got next time. Final thoughts, Herds. I think, uh, I, I think for me, this is a film that I have enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. I'll probably watch a sequel if it comes, oh, but I no. hope one doesn't. But knows, at the same time- if you know, if you listen to this show regularly yeah. and you enjoy the mysteries we cover on this show, this is kind of you know a popcorn put on the background movie, but not say. gripping. Not gripping. Yeah, I was gonna say I kind of feel the opposite. Like I, I hope it does get a sequel because the sequel might be better than the first one. They might finally. This thing I want to let you know throughout the entire movie, I was looking at the news because they keep showing newspapers and not a <laughs> single one of them showed the date. I was like, is it fifth of November? Is it our gunpowder plot? Is that what's yeah, happening? Get, get they, some guy Fox no, in here. No. All we could see was that it was Thursday on one of the newspapers. So garbage, <laughs> I say. Garbage. Throw we, it out. We but paused no. and went back and like we're screaming, <laughs> like, why is it just Thursday? Where's the date on this newspaper? But no. <laughs> I, I hope there's a sequel because honestly, the director has vision, yeah. if nothing else. Um, and I hope that these actors continue to, you know develop their talents and roles and you know explore the characters from different directions mm, all good mm. stuff I don't know if I'll see it but depend on how that how that does and you know if you want us to to watch the sequel or if there are any other murder mystery related movies that you'd like us to watch let us know at Flex and Herds and we'll be sure to check them out down the line on more special episodes thank you for joining us here on Death of the Reader for this little bonus episode on the podcast the early cases of Akeshi Kogoro will be finishing up this Monday on the podcast. Looking forward to it. We are Flex and Herds. See you then.